1: The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. We've got a really, really good show uh, today. Uh, We're going to have Dr. Maria. We've got a couple of surprises. And then I'm working on the mayor's final thoughts. Want to come up with a good one for today. Maybe you can help me when you call in, okay? But... um, I'm going to begin with a little bit of an offbeat story. A jet blue airplane crashed into, well, like it had a traffic accident on the runway. That's not very, very confidence-inspiring. Before you even get off the ground, you have an accident. I don't know if these airlines are having an awful lot, they're having an awful lot of trouble. But when you start having accidents on the ground, ooh. It was bound for Puerto Rico and it hit an empty aircraft. Okay, well that's good. At least it was an empty aircraft. I mean, crime continues in the city. Sixteen-year-old boy stabbed in New York City. You know, Adams. Uh, Adams uses those uh, gun crimes down and murder down as if we're uh, as if we're um, like paradise. Uh, now they do. I will say, in fairness, including the newspapers who. Uh, suck up a little, they do point out that he's not telling the full story there because overall crime is up 34%. And I can tell you, uh, murder gets the headlines, but the other crimes affect the people, if you understand what I mean. And they also determine uh, crime rate. You can bring murder down all you want. It's not going to affect the overall crime rate. After all, uh, New York City at the most had 2,000. Well, you try. You're trying to affect 100,000 with 2,000. In order to bring crime down, you got to bring the volume crimes down. What are the volume crimes? Burglary, robbery, home break-ins. Now, retail, retail, smash and grabs—that a new thing. But uh, they list it as shoplifting, but it's not shoplifting. It's much different, much more frightening than shoplifting. You know, the shoplifter is operating in a store. You don't even know it, right? They're going around. They're taking a few things and they're walking out. The smash and grab person comes in. It's, a, it's like a terrorism incident. They walk in. They smash up the whole store. You think they're going to hurt you. Usually they don't because they're pros. Believe it or not, this is becoming a, uh, since I've been thinking about organized crime quite a bit the last few days, I don't, I think I can dignify them with a description of organized crime. Let's call them semi-pros. They're semi-pros as, as, as organized uh, criminal, as organized criminals. Uh, so, but, but the crime situation here is very, very, uh, uh, it's very bad because it's affecting the attitude of the people because it's getting to them. They get to see it. They get to feel it. If they're not a victim, their neighbor is. They see outrageous behavior, then a very bold behavior they're not used to, and you know I'm not going to get into it now. This is worth a podcast, a special program, and a book. But I I am uh, more convinced than I was uh, in '93, '4 when I took over the city. I'm more convinced that I understand completely the cause of the crime in America. And of course, I'm more convinced that I can solve it. I hadn't done it before, right? When I I I I am a pretty confident person. I was confident, you know. I I was confident I could do better. I, you know, I came up with the expression. I hope uh, uh, President Trump doesn't get angry at me, uh, but I think he I think he'd acknowledge this. Uh, I couldn't think of how to describe in '94 or, or '93 why I should get the black vote and the Hispanic vote because, you know, I was running against an African-American candidate, first mayor. um, When I just started in with the obvious, which is I can't do any worse. How can you have things any worse than this? You have, under Dinkins, yes, he may be black, but you've had more murders than ever in your history. That means more of you were murdered than ever before in your history by seven out of ten. Whereas, White people, one out of ten. So this is something that affects you. Your schools are terrible. You all want scholarships and you want uh, vouchers and you want pro-choice. I do too. He's against it. Uh, You've been complaining about Harlem for 30 years. He's been here for 30 years. Look at what you're living in. I'll change it. And so what? So you vote for me. I don't change it. You vote, vote me out. You're no better off. You know he's not going to change it. He's going to do the same things Democrats do all the time. I'll lie to you. Uh, so I started that. You can't do any worse. And then Trump used it to great effect in uh, 16. Uh, and it's really true. It's really, really absolutely true. You have got to affect the quality of life. You're not going to make people feel safe just with statistics. You have to affect the quality of life. And the quality of life here is going down and down and down. 16-year-old boy stabbed on a New York City street during a daylight fight. No guns. You can bring the guns down. Sorry, it's not about guns. It's about behavior. And I'm not taking a political view on gun control. I am agnostic. Just telling you the truth. Gun control does not control the behavior of criminals. Criminals are criminals because they're not controllable. A little Greek logic, maybe.
0: Hmm.
1: A little bit of something called intelligence rather than Harvard book learning. Pers- snatching teenagers on scooters are going after people like me, senior citizens. But people like me are like my father. You come after me. And uh, you're very vulnerable on a bike, you jackass. You don't think I have a plan for you on your bike? You're not going to mug me. I'm going to mug you. You got to take that attitude. You got to. You know, sometimes if you, I had a friend who wasn't... I was a boxer when I was young. And I was... Uh, my, my father taught me. Then it was a, an older guy. He wanted to learn. I, I trained him how to box. And, um... So he comes back and he tells me this great story. He worked in the Bronx. This guy came up to him and threatened him. The guy was much bigger than him. And he just stood there and he just said, I'm going to kick your." Uh, and the guy walked away scared. He said, Sometimes you can just talk him out of it. <laughs> I said, yeah, but you, maybe you can do that one out of two times. But if you can, you better be able to back it up, baby, <laughs> because I'm going to come see him in the hospital. I, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to get into this. Mayor Adams giving a lecture on how women should talk about. No, I'm not going to get into this. Uh, women, women's personal parts, I really don't think, are the subject of government or of a male mayor. Maybe not even a female mayor, or any of the other fifty-two genders there are, of which someday we're going to put somebody. I'm 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 looking at Jen here. Uh, we got to put one, somebody on who can, we'll devote the whole show to all 52 genders. I want them all described. I can do male, female. Uh, maybe I could do three more. I want to see what number 47 is. I do too. I mean, just think about that. If, um, I can't, I don't have the time to do it. We'll have to devote a special sh- Maybe we'll see if John will give us a special hour on Saturday we'll call it the gender identification hour and uh whoever gets the last one gets a copy of the bible to figure out why you're wrong okay all right uh, da, 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 da. advice to mayor adams and and it, the advice is there and meant in the best uh, spirit Actually, it's a, just a little stronger than the advice you got from one of, one of your supporters, which is the New York Post. And and they commended you for going to the border. I do. I do. And I don't agree with the idiot uh, uh, controller who says it's a waste of the city's money. It is not. It is enormously valuable for a leader to see a problem. Uh, the fact that the president didn't go to the border up until this time is now irreparable. Go now. The problem's over. Four million people have come in. We've had two years of people getting slaughtered by fentanyl, and he's not going to reverse it because he doesn't have the strength to do it. He doesn't have the competence to do it. I mean, this is a massive problem beyond the capabilities of almost anyone. And this totally incompetent, demented president is not going to do anything about it. And his going to the border wasn't even too little. It was nothing too late. And then he didn't go to the border. Uh, Adams, I commend you for doing it, and not necessary for a mayor to have to do that. You didn't have to do it, but it. it, it uh, I am sure you, there are things you can't even express that you took away from you well, you took away from it that you saw. But here's what you got to do, and, and this is what's holding you back from being a really good mayor. You got to forget that you're a Democrat. Forget it. Doesn't do you any good being a Democrat as mayor. All the ideas they want you to subscribe to are the reasons why the other cities are going down. Think about it. I mean, they get into a debate when you say uh, the cities that had uh, the record murders were all Democrat cities. Then they pick up a state like uh, they pick up a state like, uh, oh, let's say, let's say Florida. And they say, oh, Florida has crime going up. Yeah. In cities with Democrat mayors. I mean, I suppose New York had a a Republican mayor, but crime in New York City was going up. Whose fault would it be? The mayors. The, The idea that the governors can control crime is ridiculous. The mayors appoint the police commissioners. The mayors set the tone. The governor can help if there's a riot. Really, governors can more or less hurt rather than help, like this one. But these are Democrat cities, and some of them forever, and crooked as hell, some of them. So, anytime you are sucking up to the Democrats, you're losing in the battle against the criminals because the, the Democrats have a pro criminal set of ideas that have helped to cause this. You've got to go against them. You've got to go against no bail. You've got to go against not prosecuting juveniles as adults when they kill 15 people. You've got to, you've got to, uh, Understand the career criminal program, that it's a small group of people that are committing most of the crimes. And what you're doing when you let criminals out of jail, you're letting that small specialized group out and they become crime machines. There are five to seven thousand people walking around this city right now that uh, I would have in jail and you should have in jail. And it's a cave in to the left wing idiots who want to destroy this country not to do it. And the tragedy of it is that you know it, but you let it prevent you from doing it. And now there's only one hope for our city, particularly with your contradictory position on immigration. On the one hand, you want to be tough. On the other hand, you want to give them welfare, the right to vote, uh, health insurance, a nice place to live. And now we're going to open up sports stadiums. I mean, you might as well do an advertisement. Illegals come to New York. You get treated better than any place else in America. And that is what they say. I hope they told you that. They say, they, you, you, you played this game that Abbott was forcing them to New York. I know Dan Patrick really well. He's a close friend. He's the lieutenant governor. He said, we didn't have, they chose New York. They, they, not only did they ch- choose New York, the ones that we sent to other places were demanding New York. Because they, they, they know who's making the offers. So w- when we come back, we will uh, be talking to uh, Dr. M- Dr. Maria, and we'll be getting your calls. We've got a lot of other subjects to cover. And then the mayor's time, final thought. Be back in a few minutes. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani back again on the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I have uh, with me Dr. Maria, my p- partner on... That very very popular Sunday show, uncovering the, the truth. truth. Well, and hello
0: everybody. We, it's good to be here during the week.
1: If we stayed here, yeah, yeah yes, yeah, Sunday, taking calls, we'd have been here until now. Yeah, I don't know. We had so many calls. Very intellectual group too. It was, this, this is a pretty good group too. We're going to yeah. test them in just a few minutes. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think the battle, the big battle of the of twenty twenty three is going to be between the parents and the school uh, school boards, industry right? the school yeah. industry yeah in the administration uh, complex, in you know, the school uh, industry military industrial complex this is the uh teachers uh, and education uh opportunists Group. People like uh, the son-in-law of the attorney general who's making a fortune over getting kids to doubt their sexuality and doing these programs, you know, to asking a six-year-old to go up to the blackboard. Remember, it was a, a year, a year and a half ago we did a podcast. Yep. We got to go back and get that. And, and they, uh, Transgender they the chart.
0: studies, I believe. Was,
1: I think it was before the pandemic because we yeah. did it in person. And they brought a chart that they show. And the chart has you pick something like, are you? What do you feel like today? Well, well, it's like, are you certain you're male? Yeah. Are you certain you're female or is there some degree of uncertainty? And they do it like a very low bar, like, is there some degree of uncertainty? Well, I don't know. At six years old, the kid probably has some degree of uncertainty and about you everything.
0: one kid that's a boy to put it a little bit on that scale near a girl, and then others will follow. Well, they <laughs>
1: said, they, the, the guy said, it tur- I said, well, what, how does it turn out? He said, it's amazing. If the first one or two very definitively say, boy or girl, everybody else gets yep. up and says, boy or girl. It's a lot of peer pressure. But impression. if one of the first two puts down question mark, yep, then the you get follow. about half question marks.
0: Yep. Well, you know, it's a battle for the heart and soul of our children. And I mean this. Much I don't mean to be thought. melodramatic, but there's something going on nationwide. Of course, we all got schooled from Virginia. Actually, uh, Governor Yunkin brought it to the forefront, but it's happening across the U.S. right now. They're trying to restrict parents' comments, like in Ohio, in Iowa. And so they're doing this new Uh, policy or proposed policy to allow boys in the girls locker room those that are biologically boys but they identify as a girl
1: when this first came up with mayor O'Rourke who ran for who was who then became the governor of North Carolina great governor doing a great job he was a great mayor and then he had this issue in North Carolina of all states he and I talked to him a bit we were good friends you how know, you can't get in trouble with a decision like <laughs> if you got the equipment of a boy, you go to the boys room. If you got the equipment of a girl, you go to the girls room. When the equipment changes, you change uh, bathrooms. And if someday they want to have a third bathroom, I don't know. About <laughs> For that. questionable.
0: You know, I, I, I dummied it down as well. About three years ago, I'm like, I could solve this. You have an innie, you go to the girls room. You have an outie, you go to the boys
1: well, that room. That was much more. Uh, cute much,
0: I, much more scientific. Yeah, right? much more in cute. The, but
1: but uh, it turned out I was completely wrong. He got he got defeated with a sixty percent approval rating. He got defeated with a sixty percent approval rating. On every, in other words, they defeated him just on that. They were very satisfied with him as a governor, and he was a great governor.
0: Yeah, um, you know when Youngkins brought it to all of our attention, and then they covered it up, right? But. So they let a biological boy go in a girl's room. He wore a dress and everything. He had his male parts. Well, let's continue this story right after this break. All right, time for a break. We'll be right back.
1: Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back again with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, let's continue our conversation with Dr. Maria, because we're really having – Really ha- ha- she hasn't really made all the points yet that I know she wants to make. So go, yeah, go ahead. And
0: it's such a serious conversation. So in Virginia, there was this case where they started allowing biological boys, but they identified as a girl, into the girl's bathroom. Well, this guy who wore a skirt raped, sodomized a young lady. The school covered it up. They've since been fired, but it took over a year and a half for it to come out and they denied it. And he was put in another school and he did the same thing. Well, Jesus is happening in Idaho. They're now pre- proposing that kind of policy where they allow biological boys in the locker room. And in Greeley, Colorado. Who
1: wants to do this? Who this is these crazy. Weirdos?
0: So in Greeley, Colorado, they keep revising the board protocols and saying you have less and less time as a parent to, to talk to the board. So they've gone through four revisions this year. And in September, a woman at the board meeting read a passage from Tom Morrison's The Bluest Eye. It was a book found in her kid's school library. Listen to this, which describes a father raping his daughter. Well, you would think the school superintendent would be horrified. Instead, he accused the mother of trying to scare the audience. And then they tried to restrict the mother's comments from the record like what kind of perversion is going and it is a perversion and, that, and, and,
1: and this was all playing out when uh our uh our present fascist administration uh suggested that those parents might be prosecuted as terrorists yeah and the yeah. attorney general although he didn't quite use the word terrorist played right into that but didn't disclose his conflict that his son runs a multi million dollar company that is contracts with schools to train children about gender. Now, why do we have to get a subcontractor on gender? I I mean, aren't know. parents supposed to do that? Yeah, I mean, it- aren't 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 uh, the, the 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 whole concept of Western civilization is that parents uh, are responsible for children up until eighteen years old. It yeah. actually is in the UN. A decree on human rights. Yeah. Of which I I don't think they noticed. They're going to change that when they see it.
0: But, but some they, they don't
1: read, thank God.
0: Weird perversion. A lot of people are calling it grooming, but it, it's a terrible sickness. It's and a, in well, New Zealand, they just said a 12-year-old can consent to sex.
1: Well, I'm not going to tell you what it is, because if Jim from Brooklyn called up, he can tell you in a minute. Communism. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, this is yep. part of, this is this is 150 years ago. Marx yep. talked about how you have to break down the sex barrier because it helps to break down morale.
0: Yeah, yeah, morality. Ethics. They want
1: you. They want you, as we know from that movie last night.
0: Oh my God, what a great movie, Mr. Jones! I rec highly recommend about the it. fake
1: news about Stalin that it's fooled even Roosevelt. And also, I don't know where they got the guts to do this. Uh, yeah. To talk to to suggest that Roosevelt was surrounded by communists. Well, I mean, you say that, and you're a McCarthyite.
0: Isn't history proven that? Oh, but history proves a lot of things to, <laughs> yeah. that
1: that the left wing lies about. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to David in Los Angeles, where uh, you certainly have a right to talk about homelessness,
0: David. City of Angels.
1: Yes, I know quite a bit about it living here in L.A. Unfortunately, and I won't. Now I want to talk about the situation in New York, and Mr. Mayor, now to get affordable housing for homeless, you have to apply and be approved. It comes from federal and state grants. So now you have Mayor Eric Adams saying,
0: gee, illegal immigrants, you hop off the bus, we're going to put you in a $500 a night hotel. That's $15,000 a month. Meanwhile, there's no approval or process. And you have veterans and parents, mothers and disabled
1: dying on the streets. And you have this guy that's just, you know, non-discriminately putting through the illegal immigrants. Is this a legal process or is it in violation of the New
0: York City Charter? Hmm.
1: Well, it could, it, it could violate so, so, some of the uh, some of the guarantees that are given even to veterans. Uh, it certainly is unequal treatment, and it was very, very uh, apparent when he first when he first got the illegals here. He put them in hotels. I mean, like real hotels, luxury, and our homeless people, veterans, and other homeless people, obviously went crazy. We've been here. I mean, we've been here a long time, and we're we go to shelters, and shelters are fine, but they're not hotels. Uh, he definitely wants to treat them better. Than our own people. Plus, he's made, like, all kinds of outreaches to them. Uh, we will, oh, I mean, he makes these dramatic speeches, like, we will never turn anyone away. Uh, we will make sure everyone's taken care of. I agree with the city council giving non-citizens the right to vote. I think everyone should become citizens. Now, people hear this and they say, I want to, look, I'm an illegal I'm going to get treated like that in most of America because most of America has common sense and also has concern for other Americans because we're in a situation where you're taken from one for the other. Absolutely. So they want to come to New York. This whole idea that Abbott was forcing them to New York is a big hoax. They wanted New York. They got angry at Abbott when he was sending them other places.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy how... I I just don't understand that. There should be. Somehow I think he doesn't think. Yeah, there should be a benefit to being American citizen. And it's okay to say we're a sovereign nation. We should have borders. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. We shouldn't be ashamed. No, no, you should. You should have to. It doesn't mean you're against. Other people. Other nations coming here and We want to stay together
1: as a country that agrees on a certain. We had
0: grandparents who came here legally Worked hard. That's the key. Yeah, but if we've they were lost, communists
1: and we knew it, they would have been kept out.
0: we lost our values in this country. America's American values are honest, hard work. Pay your taxes, keep your nose to the ground. You know, like we are losing those things, that hard work ethic. Has gone by the wayside. It's take. What, what can my country give to I'll give me? You,
1: I'll give you an example of the frustration of Mayor Adams. He said all of this. Uh, he said, "I was talking to the. I was talking to the immigrants." Uh, illegal. He calls them migrants, uh, illegal immigrants, and they were telling me, you know, New York is wonderful. New York is great. New York is. Was, I was telling him, it's not as great as you think. He said they, they, they sound like they think it's p- the streets are paved with gold. Interesting expression. My grandfather used to use <laughs> that expression, and all his old uh, uh, goombas from Italy, they think. And here's what they would say: We came here thinking that streets were paved with gold. They weren't paved with gold, yeah. but they were paved with opportunity.
0: Yeah, and, and, it was and, and he even back got then. to
1: that. He said, "No, no, you have to work." But now here's what he won't do because he's afraid of the Democratic establishment. There's an answer to that. He could go back to a mayor who did it successfully. Workfare, make yeah. them all work. Yep,
0: It's enough jobs.
1: You know, I, I did it in one fell swoop, and the New York Times accused me of every kind of thing imaginable, including being a racist and being running a plantation. And uh, dear Lord. Here's the fight. You want the final result? We can short circuit it. I I had 600,000 people when I started. I removed 500,000 people from welfare. I could document 400,000 working when I left. The other 100,000, I don't know. We think they went to New Jersey.
0: Can I tell you, Mayor, what you did for those people? They come up. You you see them. I see them. You gave them dignity. Most people do not like being on welfare, being, um, you know, taking advantage. Some do, right? There's always some kind of criminal, I'll do air quotes, criminal element. They want to take advantage of the system. But you gave them dignity. It feels really good to work for a living. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they appreciate it. They appreciate it. They appreciate it later. Joe in Long Island. Hello, uh, Mr. Mayor. How are you doing? How are you? Uh, good, good. Uh, I met you at the Dyker Beach Golf Course before 9-11. You were playing. I was playing with the club, and you were going off 10. I was coming up 18. Anyway, and I saw you at the... I loved, you I great club. I love that club. Great view on Long of Island the bridge. Now. Yep. I'm, I'm out here on Long Island uh, uh, now, and it's not the same. It's not the same as Dyker or Bensonhurst or anywhere in Brooklyn. But the thing is that... the, the the thing i'm noticing on the tv when it when the when these crazy liberals are talking about a planted uh Uh, documents and stuff, the next thing that's going to come out, and I would take this as a compliment, they're going to blame you because you're the only one smart enough to do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but Biden already admitted he those documents were locked up in my garage. Of course, now he's saying he's surprised, but uh.
1: they were locked in my garage as if that's (laughs) like, uh, uh, you know, a safe. Yeah. I, can't ima- I can't imagine how a, an intelligence expert would react to that. When I was getting my training for uh, security clearance from the CIA, this is back in the Cold War era. Uh, Ford, I think, was the president. I mean, boy, oh boy, they scam like the idea. If we have a catch you walking out with a document. We're going to kill you. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't, well, you're going to get fired. They, they, would say, they would say fired, but there'd be these guys who were like uh, intelligence agents, and you f- they figured they were like James Bond, you know. You, you had the document, and they caught you. You were finished. You were gone.
0: You know, I have to take some offense to that. You would never break the law. No, You would never no, plant no. anything they didn't on it. I mean, I laughed, it, but how you about making never a, do anything like that. How about
1: making a mistake? I mean, they would kill you for making a mistake. I mean, there
0: has to be a different process because too many people do this. Right. Hillary illegally had it on a server. Then she destroyed evidence. That's got to have some accountability. Obama's taking stuff out. Biden, he Biden at the time was vice president. He has no power to say that they're not classified anymore. But what scares me about Biden, and we talked about it on Uncovering the Truth, is he had top secret documents that's the highest level and if it gets in the wrong hands can gravely affect our nation or peoples and he had that in that Ben, excuse me, Penn Biden Center funded by the communist Chinese
1: it- Uh, Anonymously.
0: Anonymously. And when you think of the records that they've already found, at least what they're telling us, of course, this happened back in November and we're just learning about it. This is six years ago. Who knows how many are gone? Ukraine, China documents. Did these communist Chinese say, I got too much on you and your son, Hunter. Bring these documents to the Penn Center. Just leave them somewhere. We'll We need to look at them.
1: So when I was trained to be a detective investigator, whatever you want to call it, I was trained that not all coincidences uh, are what they appear to be, but all coincidences have to be investigated. Isn't it a coincidence that these documents are two countries where he's heavily compromised by his family having taken millions and a lot of countries in the world? What's he doing with? And and at that time, that's when the corruption was getting negotiated back in 2015, 2016. And I'm talking about China, where he got bare minimum $31 million uh, documented to him, Mm -hmm. documented to him, crazy, a bribe, and uh, that he got uh, $8 million from Ukraine. Also, some of the money documented to him. They won't report it. Even even uh, the the New York Post doesn't put out the key text. We're gonna we're gonna have to stick it down their throat. But uh, the reality is, there are two hundred and fifty nations. The two that he's the most compromised with. That's the one. He,
0: that's the one. That he scares has. me. And he also had Iran there. And we all remember in the oh, Obama administration, yeah, of pallets of cash. When you make That's deals, a, you know, that was a crime
1: with, right. That was a crime. There's, and there's money so many
0: witnesses, military witnesses to it. It's not disputed. I
1: mean, the guy, the, I don't care if he's the president of the United States. He gave cash to a country that supports terrorists. Yeah. Why, and now who want to kill us. Why? Unless Obama is as dumb as Biden, which he isn't, you would have to realize they want cash because they are what they what well, we say they yeah. are. They're the biggest sponsor of terrorism. You do business with terrorists in cash.
0: I remember that time so well. And I said, oh, great. That money is all going to be used for weapons against Americans. I mean, how can we trust those mullahs? They're, they're evil to the core. Well,
1: they were, that money was used very specifically to kill Americans, not just Americans, but Israelis, Americans. Uh, and uh, the guy that um, that Trump killed, Soleimani, was the guy who directed all that yeah. money yeah. And, and Biden objected to the death of Soleimani <laughs> as he objected to the death of Ben Laden. His so best maybe friend. there's something seriously wrong <laughs> with this guy. I mean, hey, and he thinks our country is systemically racist. You could make a really good case that he's anti-American.
0: Yeah. Hey, Rudy, who's the name of that guy who went, you know, I'm just thinking about all these records people take and they shouldn't. God knows what's been destroyed in our country. Oh, the guy
1: who worked for the Clintons, the little yes. little slimy creature.
0: He went into the National Archives and tried to shove stuff down his pants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: he got away with it. He got and some he got, to he got a slap end. on the hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then some poor poor guy in a submarine. Got four years in jail.
0: Yeah, for taking a picture, which you yeah. probably just wanted to show his family what it looked like inside a submarine. Well, you know? <laughs> I
1: mean, these are the things uh, that we have to straighten out. We bring them up because that's the reason we'll be back uh, with the mayor's final thoughts. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back again, yes, with the Tunnel to Towers sponsored, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Tunnel to Towers the organization that has the back of the people who make it safe for us, uh, the people who, who have wear uniforms and, and put their lives at risk to keep us safe. And when something happens, it's tunnels and towers that's there and has their back. And you can be a part of that by contributing $11 a month. And then they will be able to be there. When when these tragedies happen to take care of the mortgages, to build smart homes, to do the things that they need. And in addition to being uh, very practically necessary, the morale and the and and the support that it gives is invaluable. So I'm going to give my final thoughts today on a rather personal issue. The fact that I'm here. (laughs) So uh, uh, I had long uh, forgotten this. And I actually I went through this article for yesterday's um, um, for for yesterday's broadcast, and that is the arrest of uh, uh, the arrest of Mario Messina De Mario Messina De Niro was uh, reputedly the head of the Sicilian Mafia. Um, reputedly, because number one, I don't think he was the head. It's rare that there's one head anyway. And they like to say they are. And second, the mafia now is a mere shadow of its former self. The major organization in Italy now is the Dragada, which is in Calabria, right across across the water from there. Uh, But I remembered him when I heard the name yesterday and I remembered his uh, boss. I would never forget his boss, but I didn't realize it was in the article. So then last night I'm reading this article and I said, Oh, my God. They, they put this in the article because I always treated this as sort of somewhat secret. I would say a little about it, but I never give away the names of the people. So I'll just read it to you. And then at some point, if you want to ask me about this, I got great stories about this stuff. Well, uh, Mr. Donaro was a lifelong uh, 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 criminal, and he was the son of a mafia boss in the Sicilia province of Trapani. This is read from the New York Post. Donaro is said to have committed his first murder at the age of 14. Soon after, Donaro's father gave him to the godfather of godfathers, Salvatore Toto Rina. Toto Rina. Uh, Rina had started a war inside the La Casa Nostra. He killed 3,000 people in a few years. He was the most violent of all the Sicilian godfathers. People say that the, the father of Donaro was not killed. And to say thank you, he gave his son to Rena as somebody who would work for him. It was an offering, as if the father was a subject of the king. Yeah. Rena was so bloodthirsty that he once sent a hitman to America with the assignment to kill then-federal prosecutor Rudy Giuliani. That was in the 1980s, when the mob boss was ticked off over Giuliani's friendship with Palermo's anti-mafia judge Giovanni Falcone. The hit was ultimately canceled over fears of blowback. Now uh, we, we we'll talk about that at future point. But had he had he killed us, a lot of the cases that then took place might not have taken place. I mean, he was aiming at the
0: right people. <laughs> but did, wasn't Falcone killed? Falcone was just ten years later. Ten years later, he killed was him. It he he hit killed hit him when it was him? too late. From his, do you know? Uh, oh, it
1: was a hit by by uh, De Niro. De Niro was the boss then. Okay. All De Niro right. got but even. But there was
0: somebody else who had a hit out on you. Was it Fat Tony Salardo? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh,
1: uh, Carmine, uh, Carmine Persico. Oh. Was, so so this was an $800,000 hit. <laughs> and it was in 1990-something. And then about two years later, uh, the Sicilian mafia put it out for 800000 And then they eventually pulled it back. And this idea that they did it on their own, the FBI, when it was the the FBI. <laughs> FBI told them not to do it, and they pulled it back because that was the FBI. Now, if the FBI told them not to do it, they'd say, "Oh, go arrest Trump or something." So, um, this, I guess, is something to um, to say. Look how look how uh, look how questionable life is, huh? Hmm? Well, and my friend uh, my 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 friend uh, died uh, ten years later. We'll tell that story tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. That's Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.